What is the meaning of life? Where do we go when we die? Does Google know my blood type? Will she text me back? When will the water wars begin? Does anyone want to date me? I'm Tina. I'm Mary. And together, we'll answer life's biggest questions correctly. This is Artificial Intelligence. Hello. Can you please say, and we're back in the studio. And we're back in the studio. It's me, Austin Clark. I'm here uh, filling in for Mary, who is celebrating the second coming of Jesus Christ with her family today. So shout out to her. We miss our wonderful second half of the AI. Our wonderful Catholic woman. Yeah, woman. Um, What's up? How are you? I'm doing good. As we just said, you're on your Vivance kick and I'm on my coffee kick. Yeah, my Vivance is just buzzing. now kicking in, so I'm my body is vibrating. We're staring at each other so intense. <laughs> I'm not making this eye contact. Are my pupils like dilated? I don't know where mine. <laughs> um what have you been doing? Like how long has it been since we recorded the last time? It feels like a It was been like a while. three weeks. Damn. Yeah. Maybe a month. Oh my god, that's sad. Too um, long. We should do this more often. We should. I don't know if we could take it. We'll see. Um, what have I been up to? I have my birthday. Oh yeah, happy um, birthday! Thank you. I am twenty-four. Wow. My Jordan year. Just kidding. Um, that one was <laughs> lost to COVID. Um, and let's see what else. I am a little hungover today. Mm. I tried to beat in the ass by going on a run, but it is persisting. I. <laughs> I have like um, a bunch of celery that I bought for one meal. And then I was like, I have a whole stock of celery now that's going bad. So I tried to eat it today Ew. and I immediately had to throw up because it just like even the most in season celery is disgusting. Did you actually eat or throw up? I like like gagged. Like oh. I was trying to use all brain power I had to like keep it down because like I don't know if I just get bad shit but it just tasted like straight up like dawn soap mm. you know how people say sell or no cilantro tastes yeah like, like so yeah it was like that which yeah it was disgusting yeah and then i was thinking <laughs> like there i've never um been so hungover that i throw up the next day like i either get it out when i'm Lucky drunk you. do you have you like do you throw up like, sometimes when you're hungover i normally do when i'm drunk okay but same. sometimes like the next day but i haven't thrown up in years like i haven't really drank that hard in quite a while i mean yeah same like that was such a college experience yeah what do you like i'm trying to remember because we would go out together so i have experienced you drunk but the problem is is i am also blasted when you're blackout <laughs> so i probably am not like assessing what kind of drunk you are I'm like, just a, a I'm a fun drunk. I, I just dance. I just like to dance. Oh my god. Okay. Honestly, same. I think that's all. I just literally just dance. I find any situation. Wait, that's to so dance. true. Okay, so I feel like I'm the same way. It'll be such a like vulnerable moment if someone is like, no, you're not. Like you're a horrible person. But um that whole thing of like people really do have different personalities when they're drunk is so true because I've seen it in our friend group alone. Like there is one person that is a sad drunk. There is one person that is a mean drunk, you know? Who's the mean drunk? 
There's a couple. Dox them. Names. (laughs) There's a couple. I'm not going to name them because I am working on that. I'm not doxing people on the podcast. Um, I think I just become like a completely carefree version of myself because I just like to laugh. I think, yeah. Um, This reminds me, I think so often about this. There is that time where like we were doing that student run magazine, Inc. Magazine, Uh you. Um. (laughs) And you, like, scheduled a whole second shoot for people that, like, missed because we were taking, like, staff photographs or something. Oh, yeah. And, like, I was, like, a big reason for why you picked that day. And I was going mm. through my, like, weird, like, mental health period. Um, and I, like... <laughs> Your period of just mental Yeah, health. just mental. Mental. and Absolutely mental. And I, like, canceled on you. And you were pissed. And then we somehow ended up later that night drinking and going out together. Uh-huh. And we were, like, in 7-Eleven. And there was a candy bar called flake and you picked up you said look it's you <laughs> wait I so have, you're the mean drunk clearly wait, I have no <laughs> recollection of it because i remember okay i was like i've said i think before on the podcast that was a really great experience being in charge of that magazine but it was also like herding a bunch of headless chickens 24 7 because there was like 50 students that i was in charge of all with literally everyone was a full-time student Mm -hmm. so everyone had completely different schedules so doing something like staff photos was like my vietnam like it (laughs) it was back in Nam. <laughs> it was such a fucking pain in the ass to get that scheduled so it did end up being like a four-day process yeah and then i was like actually and then, and then you're like hey i'm actually not gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> it's like fuck you and the thing is but i'm close enough to you where i could get mad like yeah. I, I had a problem where i was i a, a huge learning experience for me was not being passive aggressive mm-hmm. or at least as much as I was before the first year of doing that because people would do shit like that. And then I would be like, yeah, totally. No problem. And then just internalize that and probably make my heart black, you know? Um, but I can't believe I said that. No, it was, so, it was so good. And, and it was like, it broke the tension because yeah. we like didn't talk about it. Yeah. And it just like broke the tension and, and everything was fine. That's so that. funny. Well, there, I, there's a chocolate bar called Yeah, Flake. first of all, why is there... Okay, as a creative <laughs> ad major, I have to ask you, that sounds like horrible marketing. Don't like... talk to me about that. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> I'm the worst like, advertiser to come out ever come Don't out of identify as <laughs> I don't identify as the major I did four years of college for. Yeah. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I boom boom shook the room. Oh my god. My Austin, okay, that's the thing. I resent you for that, and then you resent me for um making incessant clicking noises every time we do the podcast. Yeah, so it's fine or even. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, uh, I do have something urgent I want to talk about. Okay. John Oliver did an episode about uh, microplastics. Uh, okay. And did you know that the average American ingests no. a credit card worth uh, of plastic every week? Every, every week? week? Oh my God. And I thought you were going to say in our lifetime? No, no. In our lifetime, it's literally um, like one of your personal house trash cans that the trash truck comes to pick up. That's how much in your lifetime, like on like average. Like the plastic it's made out of? Like, or like the whole can. <laughs> that is. Like that's how much plastic you will have wait, consumed a... in your life. Wait, what? Because it's everywhere. It's, it's 
because there's huge there's that huge trash the island floating around yes <laughs> and then and then a lot of it ends up in like i can't remember where i think it's like malaysia yeah uh there's just like the pacific ocean really just it's insane but then all the malaysian it. people are just burden with the world's trash right it's like there well we also ship like the u.s ships our trash to like china and other countries yeah. yeah yeah and then it breaks down in the ocean and so then the fish are eating it and then we're getting it from the fish so is it impossible to eat fish without getting plastic in you like okay yeah it depends on where like it's i was gonna because like there's farm-raised fish which i feel like in the past people would look down on like they'd be like oh we want wild caught salmon yeah, or whatever but is it better, better. I, I who knows because it's probably at the it's probably it i think it's also in our some of our produce it's it's literally like you can't avoid it it's yeah. like a thing where you can take steps to eat less it, but, <laughs> but you can't oh you can't cut God. out plastic out of your diet well this was what makes me like so mad and also as someone who like knows nothing about science science at all i feel so like futile in this battle like there's so much people are like yeah just like bring your fabric like shopping bags and uh, yeah like <laughs> do your part don't forget yeah do your part and then at the end of the day it doesn't fucking matter because i have a visa card of plastic in my gut right now yeah and then, okay, so did they, did he explain, like, how you digest that or how it, like, does it, is it a new credit card every week? No, I mean, it's so small, like, the micro, like, you're taking in, like, microscopic bits. Right, but. But it's just so much. Do you poop so you, it out? Yeah, I think you, I mean, I'm sure some like, of is it Like, is it so micro that it could, like, be in our bloodstream? I don't know. I'm probably so... not. We. I mean, it's also we don't know. There hasn't been enough. I'm so. I think we're just kind of understanding how bad it is. Yeah. So we don't even know the effects. I mean, I think there is a possibility that like maybe it's not super terrible, and we just we just break it down and poop it out. But like, I feel like that has to contribute to why like half. Well, I don't know the statistics. So many people get cancer. Oh well, I was so gonna say people. like it doesn't matter what you do to. I think it's one third. I think like one third of Americans like get cancer in their lifetime. Right. Like, that's it's, insane. It's so funny that like <laughs> human evolution has allowed us to live long enough to like get past like diseases that would have like offed us at like twenty years old. But we're eating plastic. And then we just like gave ourselves cancer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, and we and I love how no one's talking about it. Like this is like in no this is like an existential about. threat they did there was a study done and they found microplastics in a placenta <gasps> baby a, did not even <laughs> get the chance like That's disgusting. it's insane i mean no we probably have had it from day one because if, if you think about plastics really coming in to them like ubiquity in like 1950s i think uh yeah 50s so, 60s yeah that's quite a while for it to have been breaking down. It's so scary everywhere, thinking in the about, landfills yeah. everywhere. It's scary thinking about things like that where in the like yeah, like thing like jewelry was getting made from like an early type of plastic in like the twenties and then it became really um universal, at least in like Western countries as like Tupperware and shit for like housewives. Mm. And everyone was like, This is the future and it's like <laughs> You're not wrong. It is the future, but it will kill us. Yeah, and I'm like, and I like know this. I'm still microwaving my food in, in my plastic <laughs> oh, Tupperware. I, I still chew on my Polly Pocket. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if you think that shit. means I'm I'm throwing the Polly Pockets away, you're dead wrong. <laughs> you got another thing coming, sister. 
Oh my God. Well, thank you for that. I I still yeah. think about the statistic that would go around like when we were kids where it's like women ingest like um, six pounds of lipstick over their lifetime. Oh my God. Or something like that. Yeah. So when you said credit card, I thought it was going to be like oh, in a my lifetime. Life. That's yeah, not so bad. A week. <laughs> That's disgusting. Okay. Well. So just a PSA. <laughs> It's just things like that where I'm like, well, then what's the point of bringing a kid into the world? Literally. <laughs> Not to get too dark Why? in our like <laughs> light catching up segment of the podcast. But I really like I feel like everyone's going to have to make a really huge moral and ethical decision. Like definitely at least in the next generation, I think only now it's becoming a personal choice. Yeah. And I think making based off of like the environment. Yeah, and especially me thinking, like, of going through the process of, like, getting a surrogate mm -hmm. to have my baby just seems so ridiculous, too. Like, why would I go... Why would I spend that much money and that much effort into bringing a baby in to the world a new one. into a world where like <laughs> we're ending it? We're ending ourselves. All the more reason that... And the Earth's going to win. Well, yeah. The Earth's going to be fine, it ultimately. Because okay. it's, it's, it we're is We're going to die off. The Earth will die eventually because that's just, like, the natural cycle of things but it will it's kind of its own journey that it doesn't give a shit about <laughs> like <laughs> the learning earth is on about, its own robust journey <laughs> yeah. something that really fucked me up in high school in english class i i will say my school did have a really good english program in ju junior year we were learning about um naturalism did you read like naturalist text no okay so <laughs> naturally we learned about like um like british and american gothic stuff um where there was kind of a you know it's like the horror like telltale heart um frankenstein kind of shit um where there's like a monster or villain or whatever and then we learned about naturalism which i honestly could not tell you if it comes before or after but naturalism was so scary because it was about um uh, nature being the thing that man had to grapple with oh, okay but um the scary thing about nature which was kind of like the thesis of the whole movement was that nature isn't even a villain because it doesn't care about you like a villain a monster like obviously wants you to suffer or die or something like that so almost in a way that's more comforting because at least it like has a motive and like recognizes you like nature like a tsunami or an earthquake or like a shipwreck you know mm. like things like that happen and it feels like there's no god and like it's just a natural occurrence that couldn't care if you lived or died yeah well and i mean we're and the parasite that was more like on earth yeah and that was way more unsettling to me than like frankenstein really oh yeah i was so um disturbed by naturalism because i was <laughs> like oh jesus christ like humans have never mattered it's just yeah. you know the earth will continue on without us and we're a blip and heart why am i <laughs> exactly and like why am i in this class right now even learning about my own fate it was very scary um so sometimes ignorance is bliss kids um but anyway i was gonna ask you uh it's funny that we're doing this on easter because it's like very much shows how 
little <laughs> like do you care Say about it. do you <laughs> care about easter or like no okay <laughs> <laughs> no it's funny because i grew up so i grew up christian yeah and i grew up like really like i really believed and i was we were like uh new age like non-denominational oh did they you go to a church of every any sunday kind? yeah Whoa. and they had like the fun um was it a mega like church? worship band yeah i went oh, to a mega okay. church uh-huh. um and i went and i went to like the the teen oh shit the kid yeah. and then the teen did you sing our god is an awesome yes, god he, he reigns from heaven, heaven on earth our god <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy that you know that song. I do. And my mom was in the choir, so it was actually kind of late. And they that, they actually kind of went off. They had a couple of really good bangers. That seems like the only fun part, like yeah. going to a Catholic church. Oh, I can't imagine. Like, the, so boring. The, I've, uh, I've gone to Catholic mass. What do you call it? Yeah. Multiple like, times. Gregorian chants are also something that throughout my life has scared me because it reminds me of like Da Vinci Code, like sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. So I hate Gregorian chants. Yeah, I cannot. I'm so glad we were not that. But, uh, and I, so I got re baptized. Wait, when? At, at like 12. You're like, oh, last week. You went, didn't hey, come. Yeah, I invited you. <laughs> um, no, so I literally did it in front of my whole mega church. Like, and they, they brought like basically a hot tub on stage. I love when they have like a kiddie pool. <laughs> and so I'm in front of all these people and I, and I'm, you're just like in a t-shirt and shorts and you just go in and they're like, oh, they like ask you like, do you accept Jesus Christ? Your Into Lord your Savior? heart? I was like, yeah. So they dunked me under, and I was in San Diego, so it was lit uh-huh. because they, you know, like Switchfoot, the band. No, there's like this surfer, surf rock, surf, not surf rock, but like surfer energy put into like uh, rock worship. So oh. there's a bunch of bands like that. Oh, okay. And we had this, we had this big teen event called Controlled Chaos. What? It was just like. <laughs> And it was just like all of these like fun activities. Then they had like a switchfoot type band. It was so. I'm sorry. I'm still reeling at the name. This is like hustling for Haiti. Chaos. Like yeah. controlled chaos is the most. I also just want to acknowledge hustling for Haiti <laughs> one more time because I'm truly astonished. <laughs> I was just telling you before we started the podcast. I was like, I was trying to after we recorded that episode. I was like, was that as bad as I was making it out to be? Like, was it like a good initiative? And then I was like, no, no, that was like really weird yeah. that we did that. And like, also with things like that, like no one questioned where that money we raised went. Like, yeah. did it go to Haiti? I'm sure it <laughs> went to Haiti, but who knows? Like, it went in to what the effort capacity. to convert people to Christianity. <laughs> right, Haiti. exactly. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> they, like, didn't, they didn't do anything other than. <laughs> I think I saw a TikTok of um someone in a maybe in like El Salvador like I don't know some country where a lot of people do volunteerism mm-hmm. and the guy was like just so you know like to all the white Christians out there like you know who you are if you do this like we hate you like, <laughs> yeah, like the people <laughs> you build schools for or like do these initiatives for blah, blah blah like we don't like you and to prove it I will literally put each of my like relatives on camera and ask them how they feel about the gringos <laughs> and they like asked each one they were like we hate you <laughs> like, every single time <laughs> like it's so um yeah. vapid and how self-serving can you not see it well that's, that's the why thing. i don't get it. like it's, how can you not because they're so they they it's the white savior complex like they are so um 
like into themselves that they're like how could we not be helping yeah like we're here we're here <laughs> hey, hey i just came to tell you <laughs> that was really cool what you did back there <laughs> um but yeah but back to god so we love her yeah i, I had like a weird so yes i'm at this point now where i don't care about easter um mm-hmm. because does your family like what does your family do for most holidays like uh, are they very adamant about um like remembering god's part in these christian holidays or no my mom is i think the only one that's like actively religious Mm -hmm. um practicing but she's very like modern Mm -hmm. with it well it's and in like a they're interesting to me because they're not overbearing way right like would you say your parents are like west coast people well i don't know no, I think my mom's more East Coast. I mean, she grew up in Puerto Rico. Right. But right. then also, like, went to college at, in D.C. Oh, okay. So she's more in East, she's more East Coast. Mm. Um, and, and it's interesting because my grandpa was so strictly Christian, mm. um, like, so devout. Mm-hmm. He, like, wrote a book about the rapture. <laughs> what? In Spanish and English. <laughs> Can we, like, read it in a I podcast know, I need to get, I need to ask my grandma for That's it. That's so um, amazing. Yeah, so like, so he was very heavily Christian, and my mom's like definitely a very strong believer, but mm-hmm. she does it in a very not overbearing way. Which thank God, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't I don't know if my main coming out of it was like being gay mm-hmm. opened it up my exit <laughs> um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> be- because my that disconnect, exit, but- and even though because like Christianity in theory is not supposed to be you know anti anybody right but that's the big kicker coming that I out think a lot of people around forget. like realizing i was gay around like 2008 2009 mm-hmm. it was still very wow, prevalent right around the recession you really yeah it, it all hit at <laughs> once so you're like here's this mom and dad one day i just kind of started realizing like kylie jenner i just started having, having realizations i was like you know what i don't think wait let's get into that for me poor mary had to like go in depth on her like coming out story like Mm -hmm. the first episode we did of this goddamn (laughs) podcast but i'm gonna like subject you to the same thing like so uh, when you're like so such a little kid does it even cross your mind at all and then like you said you were realizing things in around 08 09 yeah (laughs) like what was your gay journey if i may uh, um which you may have told me i, I mean know. i always there's like a part of you that knows mm-hmm. but you don't know and like i would play like tony i played a lot of tony hawk's uh video games uh-huh. like i would always have like my player shirtless <laughs> and it always made me feel something i was like interesting but i and then i saw john tucker must die <gasps> and okay he, that's you remember huge. that where he's like in the thong yes yeah, that was a huge was awakening moment for me. I'll I say like, that was like that stirred something. Yeah, inside. that so that I mark that moment as my sexual awakening. Uh-huh. Um, and then middle school, I just started to realize, and I kind of thought I was bi, and I had like girlfriends in middle school. Yeah. Um, that like I did genuinely thought I liked, mm-hmm. but that pretty quickly went the other way. Then I was like, oh, I'm bi. <laughs> yeah and then that quickly went away um and then my parents would like ask me here and there they'd be like you know if you're gay it's okay really when they would say that <laughs> like you know we don't care right i'm like i'm not gay 
You're like, I just well, really it's a good thing Gaga. I'm fucking straight and also maybe bisexual and maybe gay. <laughs> yeah. I had this like big poster of Lady Gaga. <laughs> my mom literally, my mom literally took me to see Lady Gaga my freshman year of high school. We're like standing on the floor yeah. next to her and like boys, boys, boys comes on. I'm like, this is a cool song that I don't know <laughs> all the words to. You're like head wow. nodding. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, but the way that my mom found out, <laughs> I was outed. Let me say that. Um, my friend and I were being whores on the internet, like underage <laughs> whores, because it was the age of Tumblr. You know, right? So. Were you an Omegle girl? Yeah, yeah. I was so scared. Oh, of kind of. Not really Omegle. Like we had Skype, and mm. we like had met people on Tumblr. Interesting. Okay, so you met. See, I was like very heavily on Tumblr too, but I don't, I think I totally missed the, like what you were supposed to do in order to like create a network of people. Like I, and I didn't, my, my Tumblr was very like insular and personal. I didn't interact with anyone. Oh yeah. Like I I just reblogged pictures of Harry Styles. Yeah. I don't know. It just happened naturally. And I think with lots of gay boys too, it's just kind of like. Would you message like. Some of them. Wasn't there a DM feature on Tumblr? Yeah. Some and then message. you would graduate to Skype here and there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like random gay cam sites or whatever. <laughs> and I'm like 14. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. But so my friend, I went, I was living in Sacramento uh-huh. and I went to my dad's in San Diego for the summer. Okay. And my parents made me like leave my laptop. My other friend, <clears throat> kind of same scenario. So she was at, her mom's mm-hmm. or no she was at her dad's her mom was like looking through her computer to get pictures framed because she mm. well at least that was the excuse sure but because my other friend was a photographer so she's like going through computer and then a skype message popped up and she went on and then she saw all her skypes and then she saw that her and i had been talking on there mm-hmm. so she was like hey you might want to check out Austin's skype <laughs> <laughs> to to your mom yes <gasps> Wow. Like the intrusion. Yeah. So they imagine my parents going through my Skype from these, like all these messages from these random boys. And then they found my Tumblr, which is even worse. Like they just logged in. I think it's in there. Me, I probably told, like sent a link or something that went back to my Tumblr or something like that. Um, So yeah, they saw all that. I don't know. I don't think they found the extent of like everything I had on there, which I didn't have anything tear. Like, I mean, it was bad, but I didn't have anything like, that bad I'm right like, it doesn't even have to be the that bad though like someone's tumblr page when you're reblogging so many things you get a very yeah. uh clear and yeah. quick sense of <laughs> what they're into very fast yeah and that doesn't even have to mean like porn or like smut or sex but and stuff that. but it was like <laughs> but like you like me and my high school friends all even we were all so the same but even our tumblers were a little bit different because it was so yeah you get the customized like, sense of humor yes and their sexual interest their color scheme yeah yeah every, everything <laughs> so that was violating um but that was incredible so my mom <laughs> called me and she was like hey so you're grounded forever <laughs> i was grounded for like three months three um, months oh but then she like, took me aside and she was like I, I just need you to know like none of this is because you're gay like uh-huh. I, this is just because you're a slut like <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like bawling and, and then my, so then my dad didn't know, like she didn't tell oh, him. Oh man. Isn't it just like punishment enough to be that humiliated? Ugh. Like Ugh. as a parent, I'd be like, all right, like just 
cut it out, but no, but it's so obvious. Like obviously she knows now. Like yeah, you know, she has to acknowledge it. But yeah, so so yeah, so that was sweet. I mean, my mom's like the best. She's like a fag hag, so she <laughs> rides for the gays, rides and she does. like used to be kind of Republican, like more conservative. Yeah, but. As soon as I came out, she was that was done. She was like, "It's if crazy." You can't even like give my son rights, right? How am I? And now she's gone like hard left. <laughs> it's so wild to me when people, when parents don't. Um, unfortunately, like this isn't um very rare either. But like when parents don't change their political yeah. views when they have a child, like their own kid, experiencing that, like mm-hmm. when they still stick to their literal guns, you know. <laughs> they're literal <laughs> like it's so wild to me that you wouldn't i don't know i wonder what the psychological difference is between parents that can emph- emphasize empathize with their yeah. kids and the ones that are like well clearly this is a choice for I you know. and you're making the wrong choice a sinful choice you that's know that's rough but i got so lucky wait so what about you what do you care about easter do I care? Do, about- <laughs> do that, you care about? That should be title Jesus. of Ev. <laughs> do you care about Easter? Do you care about Easter? Um, no, <laughs> I actually had like such a um, resentment towards Easter because my birthday's around this time, right. and Easter is one of those holidays that'll bounce around dates. Yeah, isn't it just like the last <laughs> Sunday of Lent how. or whatever? I don't know. Um, but so sometimes it would it would either be dangerously close to my birthday or sometimes even on my birthday Mm -hmm. where I was like, so it's not all about me. Mm -hmm. You know, like I truly feel for the people that have like a Christmas birthday that must suck ass. Um, so no, I don't like Easter. My parents do make a little like basket for my brother and I, um, that's like the extent of how fun it was. I knew girls that would get like 10 Webkins for Easter. Like it was another Christmas, like truly like, a gift basket but did you like did you get easter baskets like what were the i got uh presents occasionally my best easter gift i ever received 2001 <laughs> i'm at but my gram- I'm or at- pre and you know what i'm talking about oh pre i was a baby i was like six okay uh <laughs> no but i think pre or post 9 11 that's <laughs> what you're talking about because then you well, said it's oh, pre Wait, I'm actually was September a of fucking that year. idiot, and Easter's and I'm talking always- about April. <laughs> Wait, anyway, this has to Austin, future Austin, cut this, cut this from the podcast. No, we're keeping. No, it No, I genuinely don't think I can <laughs> was live that with poster pre. Anyway, uh, okay. So, wait, what did you think I meant, gay? Yeah, I was like, I'm six, Tina, <laughs> or like five. Oh my god, god. I was so young. Okay, so okay, the scene we're in. Palm Springs at my grandparents' summer home. <laughs> or no, winter home. Yeah. So you're rich, rich. Oh, my. They are. Kind of. Oh, okay. Oh, anyway. My family's rich. I anyway, know. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I get no benefit sure. from my family's privilege. Sure. Sure. They're. <laughs> sure, I was at their summer home. Disgustingly wealthy. <laughs> but I don't see any benefit from that. Um, so I walk, I wake up Easter morning. It's beautiful, sunny. I walk out the door. There is an Easter basket. Only thing in it, Charlie's Angels DVD. <gasps> Which is so like, like the, the fact what? that my mom yeah. got that for five-year-old me. Yeah. Just like she understands me. And <laughs> like, like 
<laughs> what? That's so. It was I wanna, a lot, and I have it to this day, and I watch it at least yearly. We have to. I want your mom on the pod just to oh ask God, her, yeah. just to ask her, like, what? What was the thought? What process? was the thought process yeah. behind that basket? Because like, no candy or anything, no chocolate. I'm sure there was some chocolate or something, just like around it. But the real. But she knew what the good. She knew. What was, was it that. the first or the second? At the, 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 first. The, first? the first. The first. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever see the um the new one they made? No, I'm not. It. We don't talk about that. We don't. I'm trying to talk through a burp. Oh God. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to go ahead and give the spinny finger. Now. Okay. Spinny finger while I baby barf in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, do you have any closing remarks? I could talk about religion forever. Yeah. It's something that is, it's interesting. I never knew that you like went to a mega church. Like, yeah, up. I honestly would not have. I don't think about it a lot. <sighs> well, that's good that it didn't. Have you ever seen, um, the, and I don't have too much to say, to say about this, so the spinny finger still applies. But um, the documentary Jesus Camp. No, Ooh, Ooh, we should watch it. I've maybe part of it. It's really. I know what you're talking about. I went really to a good. Christian camp one time. Well, okay, so I went to a Christian camp too, but it was it wasn't too uh, converty. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was just like it was around, but but this camp like is wild and i i think it's on hbo or something if you have yeah a i know what you're talking about i encourage you to because like it's um i don't know what denomination it is maybe it's like pentecostal or something but it's the one where uh you really have to like show that you're being possessed by god mm-hmm. you speak tongues yeah exactly and so they're that getting like, like kids to do it and these kids are like hands high like swaying back and uh-huh. forth and sobbing like sobbing and like i think some of them get like possessed and then they have to get you know um what's the thing where you take a demon out of it out of someone exercise. exercise yeah like it it is really it's really wild to see like kids like being so overcome by i'm gonna say influence because i don't think they're being overcome There's by the spirit no of god way. um as a child right to the point where they're like I can believe it Tears for streaming down an adult. Face. Yeah. You really feel that. You know, I get that. I don't know, but, but you're like, just like so like, young and influenced. Yeah. But but I'm sure they don't think they're acting. Like, they probably do think they're being taken over. Because if a adult, you're six years old, an adult is telling you that what you're feeling, this like anxiety and this um pent-up like energy and stuff is like mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. who like wouldn't... Who would question that when you're six years old? Yeah. Um, I don't remember what it's like being a kid emotionally. Really? It okay. sucks because <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, when you're young, you're like, oh, parents are just lame. Yeah. Like, how do you not remember being a kid? And now I'm like only 24 and I'm like, shit, I don't remember. Oh, I don't either. The overall feeling. Like you for you of lose a it child. Yeah. so fast I get little and then blips, you become lame. Just as you grow, you just become increasingly lame. <laughs> that's so... <laughs> That's way too loud. Um, but th- there's this TikTok that's so funny to me. It's like me praying as a kid, and I would do this too, where you were like talking to God, and then your like intrusive thought is to like say fuck or something like that, or like yeah, be like you're, you're like, not. Or, <laughs> you'd be like, "Dear God, thank you so fuck." I mean, never mind. Um, thank you so much for today. You're not real. Um, yeah. <laughs> like just say, <laughs> like your mind is just like just say something that you wouldn't want to say to god right now and you're like yeah i still have moments where like if if i think something like blasphemous or someone says something like i laugh and mm-hmm. then i almost like apologize 
to God, to the God that I don't believe in, like that, it, that it, I'm like, oh, I'm just sorry. Just in case. Yeah, just in case. Just in case. You have to cross your T's, dot your I's. <laughs> <sighs> That's so um, funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's come back to this in a sec. We shall, we shall. Our God is <laughs> an awesome God. He reigns. I forgot we're doing this. Heaven Heaven on 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 <laughs> That's all I know. That's all I know. Keep going. God is an awesome God. So we were gonna talk about something else, but we just started talking about uh, <laughs> Easter, and I was like, "How did we not think to tackle Wait. life's biggest question?" Mm-hmm. Tina, is there a God? So, um. I'm going to say my answer and bleep it out. Okay. (laughs) Yes. (gasps) I'm just kidding. You don't have to bleep it out. Um, I just think it would be so funny. (laughs) Because I think, like Hannah Montana said, life's what you make it and God's what you make it. Hmm. You know? Um, But I have questions almost to counter your question. because okay so if if there is a god like or ooh what was the thing called a couple episodes ago that literally i should know because i brought it to the table it was called like the experience machine or something yeah yeah okay so say there was an experience machine for god like you went in Mm. and you were almost able to create like barbie's world like avatar of god like what would Oh my God. God look like to you? Like actually like aesthetically. I'm not even asking on a deeper level like the qualities of a God. Like literally looks wise. What would God look like to you? It would be the like the space. I don't know what it's called. The cosmic nebulous like multicolor. Okay. Uh-huh. Like so we'll not, a picture, not a humanoid? Like not. No, definitely not. Nothing. A, it's, it's an entity. Okay. To me. That's so interesting because I was thinking it'd be so funny if God was just like a really pretty like lady, like Mm -hmm. woman. (laughs) And I've, or like I could, it was like Barbie's dream house. Like I could like customize her outfit, (laughs) you know, like she was wearing like a, like Dior, like 99 spring, summer like fit i think would be really comforting airplane to me. stewardess god exactly because <laughs> uh recently or maybe like a year ago i was like should i address maybe it was because i just came out of college i was like should i address my relationship to religion and like spirituality and so i was like there's something about it that's really off-putting there's something about like christianity in general that i like is understandably off-putting um to people our age right now and i was like what if i like actually called god like a she like she her god is a woman well well, that's the thing and it made it uh maybe it's just because i am as well and like you relate to things more Mm. uh when you identify similarly but it made it so much easier to like think of a god as real Mm. when i didn't think of it they as like an old man yeah you know because old man could also be very scary to me um you know being flashed by an old man things like that um so it made the whole concept of it way i'm like okay maybe i could get down with this if it was a woman 
But mm. as you said, like if there probably was a god and a god made like everything going on right now, it probably would be like a Girl. cosmic, <laughs> like nebulous force. Yeah. So you do believe in God in a sense? No. Oh. It's so you're throwing me for a loop so when i said yes i was mostly lying i it's just so hard for my what i said in our episode with ella like ella is so good at abstract thought and emotional thought and spiritual connectivity things like that my brain does not work like that like i need concrete evidence of something being real yeah in order to again believe it's real like i I need, I need clues and I can't get down with people being like, it's everywhere, you know? See, that's the way that I feel about it. I definitely do not believe in God per se. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a very, uh, like realist, I guess. Yeah. Like pragmatic person. Uh-huh. So I definitely believe in everything being interconnected and and god in like a scientific sense mm-hmm. because matter can't be destroyed or created like mm. all matter is recycled so where so it like we from? everything is everything right you know oh, so i i believe it in the sense of that as like in at some level we are we all are one we are all oh my god we are all one connected organism okay because like in all of us, we have. So, if we're all all one, we are God. Yeah, like everything. Okay. Like we all we all have atoms that used to be stars, that used to be past ancestors, that used to right. be trees, that used to you know everything. Everything's just shared. Yeah. Everything is recycled. Um, so okay, so you, I guess then, yeah. There's the argument like, where did that come from? Then it must have been made from something. If it's a like, but I just don't. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that moves on to the I, whole question of what is. <laughs> I, I think also a huge hindrance to me, like having an actual concrete opinion about whether God is real or not, is I just don't know enough about science. Like, I yeah. literally just don't know enough about like creation or like where the universe is headed at all to know to make an informed, educated decision. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, d- I absolutely don't believe in God as an entity or like as a person yeah um or any kind of omniscient being and if they mm. are they're a dick because why is there so much suffering in <laughs> those the tiktoks of people being like god during the holocaust and it's just like a person like blinking <laughs> looking into the middle distance like what what yeah and then don't even get me started on religion because that's just and the thing no Very every religion like there's nothing inherently wrong like if you look at them uh, what they're supposed to be they're fantastic yeah you know but it's just you, human error is so bad yeah. <laughs> and just it takes it so astray i will say though i i if i could be anything i've i've always i've wished i was jewish <laughs> i'm i'm a <laughs> okay. i'm a self-hating gentile <laughs> like I, i've i've always wanted to be jewish so You're bad like my pronouns are he him and i identify as a self-hating yeah. gentile yeah because that's so um, funny I don't know. You know, it's not, it's not no, a religion. Honestly, it's like a, it's a life. Like it's a whole, they're just, which is kind of, and I've had a lot of Jewish friends. I had a lot of Jewish friends growing up. Yeah. Um, it feels like that's how it, if, so if you practice religion, it should be like that. Like how Jewish people, uh, mostly, you know, um, uh, 
practice it, it does feel very all encompassing. Yeah. Because even the, like not a pick and choose situation, which a lot of Christians. Exactly. And even like a lot of Christian people or even a lot of Jewish people who like don't necessarily even believe in God still do the practices because it's like custom. And it's the same with, uh, Islam. It seems like it's, it's also much more of a cultural meshing. Yeah. And I think I just personally long for that Yeah, because I, my family's very, uh, more modern in the sense of like I didn't grow up where all my family lives together and we like always gather like I saw my family here and there but you know I didn't have that type of upbringing yeah where like your family like lives a few streets away Mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. like get together for every single um for every single holiday you all get together so I've always just kind of longed for like a A sense of of tradition and community and stuff like that and and so like Judaism has that yeah and then on top of that you know, a lot of them are, this is stereotyping, but a lot of them just are funny. I think just because <laughs> I think as a, as a community, like yeah. as an ethnicity, they've been through so much and they, they have mastered like, I have a book and, called Jewish comedy that yeah. I should give you because it's really, I haven't finished it because it is actually very dense. Like the author, like starts from the beginning yeah. truly about like, wh- like the whole thing is just explaining like why Jewish people have been known to skew funny like for Mm -hmm. since judaism even started um and there's like like actual like texts like biblical and otherwise like monastery texts like Mm -hmm. explaining their sense of humor wow yeah it's really interesting the book is very academic like far exceeding my abilities Mm -hmm. but i'll one day i'll finish it um (laughs) but um yeah no i understand how you how you're talking because like um, the disconnect that a lot of different sects of Christianity have or what really puts me off to them, like the theory and practice of it. And I always think about the, the like quote from Ferris Bueller, where I think Ferris is actually quoting John Lennon or something where he's like, I don't believe in isms. I just believe in me. Mm. Like the second you start uh, subscribing to any kind of, um, code like can be very dangerous Mm -hmm. because you lose sight of what you're doing it for right and then you also can be very easily swayed um yes you know so which again we were just talking about like jesus camp the documentary where kids were like six years old and having like true existential crises like every sunday Mm -hmm. um which is not healthy like being driven to traumatic crying yeah you know yeah that often when you're supposed to be out playing um i also want to talk about christian camp okay yeah i think we both have experiences yeah what was your christian camp experience mine was incredible I, i was like at a i think it was middle school or maybe like fifth grade yeah so it was just very fun and it was summer like a summer camp in mm-hmm somewhere in California, Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very interested in Christianity in California because like it feels such a uh, yeah. denomination. Yeah. <laughs> um, it feels like an oxymoron almost. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how I ended up there. My mom would one day was just like, you're going, I was like, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and we like slept in teepees and we, oh my God, we had, Oh the, my God. You had, guys slept in teepees. Yeah. And like uh. the cots like <laughs> circled. Interesting. Okay. The thing. Yeah. Um, I might have peed the bed. I was a chronic bedwetter. 
I'm okay. just going to put that out there. Yeah. I have a lot of funny stories about that too. <laughs> You're like, where is your God now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to believe there's a God when I'm peeing myself <laughs> at summer camp. No. Um, but we had like the, we had the lake there and they had like the mm-hmm. blob. So you like jump on and oh, it throws shit. the other. It was so fun. Yeah. Um, so it was great. And it wasn't super, it wasn't crazy. There were, yeah. every night we would devotional have like a bonfire yeah and and they would talk about god there yeah and there's this dude that would play guitar and he was like he's always and he was playing a guitar and then like telling a story while still like plucking yes so what are they 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 call those (laughs) is it a a confessional or devotional or something where like everyone it seemed like in like in southern christian camps and stuff like that everyone had like a story like a coming out testimony that's what it is like everyone had to wrap up their um and i don't think this is there's anything wrong with this but it was so such an interesting practice where everyone had to like kind of write their own essay and recite it like how they came to oh my create a relationship with god god but yeah that's <laughs> yeah no i didn't either but all of our oh, counselors all I of our counselors then. had a story yeah the you counselors know? did and yeah. the, this guy so he's like playing guitar and he's like still plucking and and he's talking about how he went skydiving okay <laughs> i went skydiving <laughs> yeah. i went oh rocky mountain climbing yes. isn't that about god no oh. <laughs> but so good <laughs> yes, tim so mcgraw good. Um, that's about him dying. I think. Live like you were dying. I really yeah. could have sworn it was a Christian song, but I mean, I'm sure inherently it is partly. Yeah. Um, but he went skydiving and he's telling about how his parachute didn't open, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, okay, like experience. I'm gonna die, like, and then he said something just compelled me. <laughs> he's like, I just like reached up, and and I guess like it was one of the other instructions something like yeah. someone grabbed his hand in the air and their and their parachute worked oh and they, like, my god him. okay I'm like, okay i was gonna ask like <laughs> how much money would you bet that that is a fake story it has to be it has right? to be or grossly over like like simplified flounced. Or, yeah yeah reaching out a hand when you're plummeting to like the earth's surface i he was compelled. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can like picture exactly what he looked like. He had, there's such a look that they all have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was fun. How, what was your camp like? It was it was similar in that um, it wasn't, at least when I was there, it didn't feel like there were any red flags, but I, it was very impressionable. And I would come back from like, I was only there for like a week at a time. Did you go for longer? no it was like a week okay yeah well that's the thing i was only there for like seven days and when i would get in the car and i only went like a couple times like a couple summers but i would get in the car afterwards and my mom would send me to those because other moms would and Mm. she needed me to like get out of the house like she didn't she wasn't putting me there to be more religious or whatever. exactly but i would come home and i'd be like clutching my bible and i'd be like i've decided i'm gonna read this every day like i'm going to do I'm going to read the new Testament every day. And my mom would be like, okay, like I don't give a shit. Like <laughs> as long as you're preoccupied while I'm working, that's fine. But, um, I remember, uh, <laughs> my experience was really interesting because it was in like North Carolina and for a Christian camp, maybe it's cause I went to an all girls school and this was my only true like co-ed experiences I had in that very hormonal time. But that, 
atmosphere was so horny. Like, how old were you? Uh, um, maybe like seventh grade, eighth okay. grade. Like the summer's going into seventh, yeah, and then the summer it's going all into just eighth. starting to bubble up. Yeah, and like the guys were getting like less shrimpy. Like they were starting to get go through their growth spurts, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and. Th- and it's funny that you were in teepees because we were in uh, train cars, like converted train cars. Like, why did why weren't we just in normal cabins? <laughs> like, but um, yeah, it was so intense, like interacting with boys and girls. And of course, there was like a dance at the end of the week, and oh. you had to have like a. No one was telling you had to have a date, but it felt like you needed to mm. like meet your summer love there. A week we were there for a week, you know. And then I, and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm wondering if the counselors were as like horned up as the kids were. Like, what did they? I have would sex? think more so. Or were, but were they like, you know, saved and too afraid to mm. like make out or something? You Was know? yours Episcopalian? Is that no. what you were? No. My St. Catherine or my school, <laughs> my school was beep. Saint beep. <laughs> yeah, you can beep it out. Uh, my school was uh, honestly, I may have said the name of my you school before. before. It's okay, fine. fuck it. Um, was Episcopalian, but okay. the the church camp I went to, I think, was like Baptist or something. I don't know. If it's in North oh. Carolina, it's pretty. Oh yeah, you know, like acoustic guitar, you know. But I remember. Um, Something that really I th- I'm sad about now is um, I really my relationship with God growing up was very fear based. Like yeah. it was all which they literally like use the That's, word they fear God. Tell you to f- it's weird. I know, it's and they weird. really branding wise they should change that. Like it's probably yeah. like it made sense in you know the 1500s, but now it it doesn't translate and it gives them a bad name. But I actually did fear God and like eternal damnation and going to hell and not getting into heaven or even being in like purgatory. Like I was terrified of the thought of being in like a, like eternal waiting room. Like that sounds fucking horrible too. Yeah. I never, I never worried about hell. Really? Okay. I, I was just like, I know I'm not going there. Oh like, my period. god! That's okay. not in my card. So it's not that I, I thought I feared I was... him in other ways. I guess. Yeah. Him. Look at me. <laughs> I wow. feared God, the idea of God, in other ways, but not going. To I don't hell. know how that manifests. I just. I think. I think I was worried about being a bad person, but not necessarily because of going to hell. Oh, that's so. I just wanted to be a good person. It says a lot about our characters because you were trying to be a good person just for being a good person. I was worried about being a good person so that I would not go to hell, <laughs> you know? And I remember our, each uh, counselor, like at the end of the week would um, take each like camper, like whoever was our counselor and had like seven girls in her bunk or whatever. She would take each of us like just to talk for 30 minutes on the like lake uh, deck or whatever mm. alone, just so we could have, you know, personal God time or whatever. I remember when she like took me to like go and like have a conversation about the week and stuff like that. Um, my only question for her was like, how do I get to heaven? Like, what do I have to do? And this is, I, it's funny to me now cause I am so like goal oriented and uh. I need, as I've said before many times, like concrete steps to achieve a goal. I'm like, tell me what I need to say. Mm -hmm. Tell me what I need to sing. Like how many pages of the Bible do I need to read a day? Like what books do I need to read in order to achieve this? And she was like, 
you just need to accept God into your heart. I'm like, <laughs> thank you. But what does that mean? Like, stop yeah. fucking around and tell me what that means. Cause it was too abstract. And she was like, you need to, um, like say God is your savior and Jesus died for your sins and then you'll go to heaven. And I was like, okay, but what if I say that? And then I sin? does that mean I go to hell? <laughs> Do I have to keep saying it after every time I sin? Like, <laughs> You're like, okay, another scenario here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah it was insane it was such a toxic way to approach it and like yeah so i was so burnt out by high school with that um that i kind of just dropped the whole concept altogether from my vocabulary in high school is that when you pretty much which is funny because i literally got confirmed sophomore year uh, in the Catholic Late church. bloomer. In in our Catholic church, that's when you're supposed to do it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's funny how everyone has different timelines, but in, in my, at the cathedral, like mm. by VC's campus, um, oh. that's where I would go. Um, you do it when you're like 15. Hmm. Yeah. So that's when I got confirmed, but I was doing it for my grandma, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was doing it so Oma would n- die happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you... Did I guess did it ever your background of I mean how religious is your family did it did it ever come in and intrude on your life in any way um me just generally no because like you know I'm a white cis het girl like I've never had to grapple with being gay or um anything that like traditionally Christians have an issue with. Mm. Um, my family's Catholic mostly because they're Austrian. Yeah. So it's a cultural Catholicism. It's not, it's like there is no Episcopal or Baptist or Pentecostal over there, you know? Yeah. So there is no choice. Um, so you're just, if you're Christian, you're Catholic Mm -hmm. over there. Um, but my dad, is from North Carolina. And I just remember when we would go to church, he would never take uh, communion, mm. which was really interesting. He never like really talks about his opinions or beliefs or anything like that. But that was the first time I saw him like actively like not do something. Mm. Um, so I've always meant to ask him what his relationship is. My mom, I think is getting more religious just like as she gets older, yeah, but not in like a scary way and just like a very personal way. I yeah. Think. Um, so why didn't he do communion? I'll do it just for the snack. I think cause I like the in juice. the Catholic church, because he's from North Carolina, like he's not, he's just not Catholic. I think, um, you're not supposed to do it unless if you're not Catholic and you're in a Catholic church, if you're not baptized. Oh, if you haven't done communion in the Catholic church, you can't take communion specifically. If you're not confirmed, if you're not, or... if you haven't done communion, and communion happens when you're in like elementary school. Okay. So I got baptized when I was like one or two. And then you do communion, your first communion um, when you're in elementary school. I honestly, maybe I was eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do your confirmation. Those are like the big yeah. three. And then you've got your marriage. And those are all the like sacraments, I guess, is what it's called. I really don't know. Um, but it's interesting. My brother is very religious. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I find it fascinating young people now being religious. Yeah, he's 21. He's younger um, than me. And- just because we've, like, society as a whole is moving in such, like, a anti-religious 
yeah uh non-denominational yeah movement like direction so it's interesting when like young people choose it or yeah because there's much more freedom of thought now yeah so it's interesting that you like came around to that it's funny because he i've said before i he's definitely smarter than i am and i've come to (laughs) i'm coming to terms with it i think he is actually a very healthy relationship with religion um more so than i ever did like i was definitely the like kid where i was like religion sucks in all ways blah 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 very like black and white thought about it and obviously it's more nuanced than that um and i think my brother my brother goes to a augustinian catholic college um so he is catholic um but i think he's very interested in religion from like a theology standpoint Mm. like from the study of it Mm -hmm. um and we've had discussions about it recently because when he started getting religious, I was kind of put off by it and kind of, I don't know if mad is the right word, but just like, why are you? D- I was very judgmental. Yeah. I, I was like, why are you yeah, I get 17 and I you're like, about it. yeah, and you want to <laughs> go to like, yeah, I would, ironically, I was righteous about it, you know? Yeah. Um, But now that he's gotten older and I've, tried to like practice you know being more understanding we've had like really interesting discussions about it and he's been able to sway me on some things that i didn't Mm. think i was able to be swayed about on so yeah it's really weird like uh, he'll be like yeah i just had a lunch over at the um at the what do you call them not monks monastery (sighs) yeah there's like a monastery on campus because a lot of their oh a lot of their professors are like priests too okay like their president of the of the university is um was a theater professor and a priest like he's a practicing that's augustinian catholic yeah he's verse yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly and it's interesting because we just touched on like having the religion still ingrained in you Mm -hmm. um like i said like i still apologize to the void out there to the god that may or may not yeah like when someone uh says something bad about them yeah (laughs) they them god (laughs) um like what do you find that's still popping up in your life and like having control on you at all because it's so weird like fully not being religious at all and and i guess my my bigger question is do you now being away from your faith and what you did know like do you feel a void mm. in the spirituality realm or are like are you seeking still um only recently honestly like it was never something in college that i i had so you know i was just trying to keep my grades up and like do ink magazine stuff and like try to find a job after so my mind was so many other places than really religion. Um, but recently I came across like this, uh, almost like a bingo chart or it was some kind of like fill in the blank graphic where it was like asking you to check in on different parts of your life. Mm. Um, which I've seen before, you know, where people are like, how's your family and friends, like mm-hmm. part of your life how's your academic part how's your occupation your job fulfillment how's your emotional intelligence how's your uh hobby like pursuit you know yeah. and then 
I have things that I'm working on and all of those. And then there was a box for like religion and spirituality. And I was like, <laughs> I have nothing there. Like my mind is a total like vacant. There's a vacant room when it comes to religion and spirituality. It's something. And then I'm like, is that something I need to worry about then? Or if it's just not naturally part of my thought process right now, is it, would it just be adding a problem to like try to answer that? Or would I be like, finding of like fill like working to fill a void that i didn't even know was there you know yeah i think that's something you got to sit up but i think if you if it's not something you've ever even thought of until then it's probably not i know well that's the thing i was like i didn't really think this was an issue but now that i'm seeing that blank space and i have nothing to work towards is that a because like i i'm at i'm fully at peace with my belief of there not being a God and like, so do you call yourself atheist or like agnostic? Uh, I guess more atheist, Uh but I don't know. I think every thing is true. Well, it's all, I, I think it's a concept that is so put on by ourselves that it's not even real, if that makes no. sense. So then everything is real. I, I don't think there's an I don't think Cosmic there's any brain. meaning to anything. Uh-huh. Right. Um, no, yeah, there isn't. <laughs> I like I and and I'm I'm not like in a sad or depressing way. Mm-hmm. I just think everything is. Like an optimistic nihilist. Yeah, exactly. That's how I literally how I identify. Yeah. Um so I think, but there are some people out there that would say there is like inherent meaning. Well, I would say they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of those people are the religious ones. Like, yeah. You know, I, cause I mean, it's so clear that everything just is. Mm. And so what was the question? You asked, wait, <laughs> that I asked, you asked, run it back. It was um, about, um, just like your relationship with it now, I think. Oh yeah, and being at peace. Yeah, I I think like anything you want could be the truth. But that's so. It, it's so. Uh, I I unfulfilling. I personally believe there's not. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. But I that is fulfilling to me. Honestly, I yeah. I am more secure and comfortable with the thought of things not having meaning. Well, okay. I think that's the big kicker is that at the end of the day, everyone just needs to do what they need to do to grapple with the harsh reality of existence. So if you find comfort in, I don't know what that squeaky noise is. Sorry. If, if you find, cause I know you're going to yell at me later for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm covering my bases. If you find comfort ultimately in there not being anything, then that's right. For I me. say go forth unto yeah, the world. Exactly. Um, but some people, and you might not even think about it. I do have to think about it because I do feel at the same time, me saying that I don't believe in God. I, I do feel a connectedness of everything. And like, there's mm. moments where like when I'm in the ocean by myself <laughs> and I'm like laying and looking up at the sky and I'm like, you realizing how big everything yeah. is like, you know, it, it feels spiritual and well, i don't know how to elaborate on that but you know it feels like overwhelming yeah of positivity overwhelming amount of positivity i think then um i really want to tread lightly and not make this sound like i'm exoticizing this but that's why like we in high school we we read a poem by uh someone who was uh indigenous mm-hmm. and 
I think at the end of the day, they'll always have the most uh, peaceful and uh, sustainable and healthy relationship with yes. spirituality because it's with it's earth. actually rooted in like nature. Yeah. Whereas like uh, especially the problem I always had with Catholicism, and I think the reason that I was like judging my brother is because that one feels so disconnected from what the root of spirituality to me seems like it should be like with the Rococo decoration. And like, I just like when I go to church, like when I go to mass to uh, like make my grandma happy and stuff like that, I, I step back and I look at, um, like these old men, these old white men wearing like huge, like hats, like funny hats. (laughs) And I'm like, what are we doing? Exactly. Like, what are we doing here? And then, but it's like gold leafed and there's like, huge like marble columns and like the architecture is actually gorgeous so that's what i look at for the 45 minutes we're there yeah but i'm like the money that it took to make this institution it's, oh my god and like it but we don't have money to you know right i mean and that's the thing it's like <laughs> help people that are out there that's have why nothing. that's why this episode could be like 1000 parts because yeah. there's like obviously like reasons it got that disconnected like people when they stopped being hunter gatherers and started moving towards like an agrarian model, when there was a surplus of, I'm hoping I'm getting this right from my like anthro 101 class, Mm -hmm. but when there was like a surplus of food and they didn't have to hunt and gather as much. And that meant there was like more people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you needed a different way to organize and kind Mm -hmm. of create like a figurehead. So they used religion as a way to kind of like center, like keep everyone in check. Yeah. Um, which, you know, as history goes on, just makes it more and more of an institution and more and more of an opportunity f- to become corrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's why I'm like, the model that a lot of indigenous groups have is very um, pure, I think, but also maybe wouldn't work for like how overpopulated we are. Yeah, and in a modern lifestyle it's hard to practice but but that that's what i admire that the most like that model but it is it is what i'm trying to say is that it's not um realistic for like people who are like to to very to very strict strictly practice it is would be for for everyone because like there are like like inner city kids that have never been in nature like there are people that have literally grown up in a urban space and have never left and like do not know what yeah. it's like to like touch grass or and like, that's what's crazy i mean that that's earth is our god that's what i think i mean we we are living off of the earth we yeah are but it's so earth. sad that the earth is and and everything around us they like the native people have it right like that that's god you know yeah. and we and we treat it with such neglect we don't care and and so it's so interesting when you look at a religion like christianity and it's doesn't even consider the earth right as any character yeah. like as any playing role for anything that's and it why looks above and it looks elsewhere as opposed to where we are and yeah what, and what we should really be focusing on that's why i don't know if it's because i'm like trying to like read more architecture stuff to like gear up for the applications i have to get through but uh, learning about like the structures that people congregate in to practice religion is really interesting. Um, like mega churches and like 
old, beautiful Catholic churches have the same issue. Like they're so uh, sanitized in different ways. Mm -hmm. So to me, far from what we're talking about, I think we both kind of agree the closest God feels to earth, you know? Um, Yeah. There's no feeling in those. There's no feel like it's like either carpeted floor and like, fold out it's chairs. all artifice but it's, it's also all... it is artifice it's yeah. camp <laughs> it's no catholicism it's jesus is camp high camp <laughs> like it's so true but it's uh <laughs> but it's also no one's fault like i mean if you only have a small budget if you're like a mega church to like you know throw up four walls like that's not your fault um and like the catholic church is like so much fucking money but um i don't know it's interesting when you see have you ever seen like art or like artists create churches like in the woods there's like so many there's so many iterations of like artists creating spiritual edifices basically and a lot of them arrived i think at the idea that we just did where as close as you can be to god is however close you are to nature so Mm -hmm. a lot of the structures they build are just Mm. like frames of churches but Mm. with no walls or windows or anything um like i think there's one in virginia actually that looks like that it's like just like white frames is it used or is it just like a they are used like they'll they'll have like ceremonies and like um weddings and mass i think maybe at places like that but i was thinking recently uh when I was just like driving on the highway and passing a lot of different churches of different denominations. And this is the case also for other religions like Islam and Judaism that, uh, all of them seem to have the same, um, vertical like point towards like heaven, you know? Mm, Uh, And maybe it's also, what's the word for the three, those three religions. Oh, Abrahamic Abraham religions, religion of Abraham. Because they all stem from Abraham. Um, Maybe it's just those. I don't know about if Buddhist structures or Hindu structures have the same thing. But like there's a clear difference between like a house and like a a religious structure. Like and they all have like a steeple or like Mm -hmm. uh, I used to know the word for like an Islamic one. Shit. Oh, Yeah. Like the it's not an obelisk, is it? No. Or, but that's that's the kind of thing. Like they yeah. all like point. It's never like up. a flat, earthly thing. Mm-hmm. It's always like pointing as far as it can towards the sky, which mm-hmm. I thought was like really interesting. And maybe that is a very basic revelation, but it's one that I did have. <laughs> maybe everyone's like, "Yeah, bitch!" Like <laughs> religion equals like up there, and so it's <laughs> yeah, pointing up, up there. there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny that you know. I don't know. I don't really think there are like, I think there are other religions that don't see religion as being up there. Like, well, Buddhism isn't, I, I really admire Buddhism mm-hmm. and the, cause it's not about like a God necessarily. It's more what you're talking about with Judaism where it's like, it can be like a way of life. Yeah. But even then it's way different. Mm-hmm. It's, and I mean, this is from my very limited knowledge. I know. Honestly, this is the comedy of this podcast is coming from the fact that you and I have such a limited knowledge of all religions and yet feel the absolute need to talk. about. Yeah. I mean, I dabble. <laughs> but Buddhism is great because Buddhism is about dropping your ego and dropping your wants, dropping your desires desire, yeah. and just being. Yeah. And just vibing. 
<laughs> you know, um, which I, I think, I think if there was like a mix between Buddhism and then like the general outlook that native tribes have, mm-hmm. I think that would be a great mixture because that's just a good way to look at. Yeah. That's life. like cherishing and, um, accepting the earth as mm-hmm. God. And then at the same time living without ego and like being and experiencing. Yeah. Um, and not worrying about anything else. True. But I also wonder if there's a problem. I saw this thing about like, uh, like self-improvement is, um, if you, if you do it too much, it becomes an obsession and yeah. then it becomes Neither. impractical yeah. and it becomes, um, an issue like if you're always trying to self-improve you're looking inward way too much and you're not never helping. taking the steps yeah and you're also like maybe neglecting your community or whatever mm-hmm. and so i don't know sometimes i think if you if you worry too much about things like this then you're just hurting yourself yeah i think the natural next step is we just have to make our own religion and <laughs> we get a compound what on some you- land if you could start a religion from scratch, what would you make? Oh my God. I would, mine would be based off of, um, I don't know. We'll have to do that. We need, I feel bad. Mary's not here because yeah. I know she'll have so much she, to contribute to this. We need so, to do okay. another episode Wouldn't and talk be, about and unpack all of our religious What Wouldn't it be so funny if we had this recording and then tacked on to the end of this episode, we just made Mary like record herself, talk about her relationship to God. But jumping into our conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And made her edit that. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Okay. Well, yeah, let's do this again with Mary. Mm-hmm. We should do it. Uh, do you care about Easter part two? Yes. <laughs> Is there a God part? Whatever. Yeah. Well, I think it's safe to say we solved that <laughs> question. So you're welcome. I know. I think listeners. it's you. You said, "Is there a God?" And I said, "Yes," just because I wanted the drama of saying yes. <laughs> and then spent the rest of the time being like, "No, it doesn't. <laughs> they don't exist." I don't know. Maybe Mary ultimately has the answer and she's just, not she probably here. does. She's like, though, like way smarter than both of us. Absolutely. And she always comes with like the most wise. We're person. like, we're like, I mean, I think we'll give her like a general idea uh-huh. and she'll like turn it into some a incredible, nice like up. fully developed thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bitch. She'll have the answer. Yeah. Wait till next episode when Mary has the answer to, is there a God? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, so... Are you going to give the spinny finger? I get, Oh, <laughs> I give a proverbial spinny finger, but okay. I'll do it. Perfect. Go. Okay, um, we'll, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Uh, bye. Bye. Illy. Thanks for listening to Artificial Intelligence. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Instagram, at Artificial Intelligence Podcast. If you have an existential question you need us to answer correctly, slide into our DMs or shoot us an email at ai.thepodcast at gmail.com. And it's interesting because earlier we touched on like the stuff you have ingrained, Mm -hmm. like still feeling bad, um, even when you're not religious anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Hang on, I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> it's okay. Hang on. <laughs> I'm going to start over. Um, and it's interesting because we just touched on. I'm going to do it again. Okay. <laughs> this is so funny.